So, um, so yeah, my name is Shailene, and um, my husband and I are, um, we've been living in Farnworth for nearly four years now. Um, we are originally from South Africa, but um, we lived in Surrey for around 18 years, so in the southeast for about 18 years before moving to Farnworth, and um, we still own our little home there. Um, we have tried to sell it a few times over the last four years um, so that we can buy something here. But um, God has firmly closed that door each time, and I have really struggled with that. Um, so the last year for me has, well, the last few years probably have really been about where do I belong? Where do I fit in, not only in terms of locality and owning my own home, but also in terms of a church to call home, um, and also in terms of a Christian community, friendships, um, and ministry, where, where do I fit in um, in, in this great um, in, this, in God's greater picture? Um, and I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but as we get older, um, it's really hard to start again. Relationships take a long time to build and to nurture, and um, so that they can blossom into friendships. And it takes a, a long time. And um, yeah, starting over, I guess, in any context, it can be a lonely and um, tough place to be. But um, this morning, really, I want to invite you to come and see what God has done. Not only what God has done for me, but come and see what God has done in me. Um, this last year, really, um, the spotlight has been on um, my shortcomings and really just how unfaithful I am compared to God's faithfulness. Um, I have felt really convicted this year particularly um, of having the Israelite mentality. Remember the Israelites wandering around in the desert? Well, God had rescued them from Egypt and they were now free and on their way to the promised land. And he was providing for their every need along the way. And yet, they spent the rest of their lives complaining about God's rescue plan and complaining about his provision. Well, I confess that that's been my story. Um, you see, Grant and I always said there has to be more to life than this. And by the word this, we meant, I guess, just the humdrum of life, the nine to five jobs, just for the sake of it, um, paying, just so that we can pay the mortgage and the bills. Um, to do life the expected, I guess, an ordinary, normal way. And not that there's anything wrong with any of that, but it's just not for us. And uh, we, we want to live extraordinary lives, and uh, we want to be risk takers for God. And um, particularly, we've never been able to have a family of our own, so we've always kind of felt there has to be a, a reason and there has to be a, a bigger purpose um, for all of that. Um, to cut a very long story short, four years ago, um, God took us at our word, and he sent us to Farnworth. Um, so be careful what you pray for. Um, but, but really, ever since then, um, I've been complaining um, about God's, um, God's calling. I've been complaining about his rescue plan from an ordinary life. Um, and I've especially complained about his provision. Um, I'm lonely. It's too difficult. Risk-taking is too risky. It's too uncomfortable. Um, if only my circumstances were different, I'd do this. 
Once my circumstances are different, I'll do that. I want to go back. Um, and my most repetitive complaints, I really don't like this rented house we live in. God, yes, you miraculously provided it. And yes, it was an answer to prayer at the time. But it's just not good enough anymore. And I, like the Israelites of the Old Testament, was so busy um, feeling sorry for myself and focusing on, um, I guess, the life that could have been. And I was so busy, um, yeah, just, just stumbling around. And um, I'd forgotten um, the answers to prayer. I'd forgotten the miracles along the way. I'd forgotten the um, God's provision and all of these things leading up to where he had placed us were answers to prayer many, many years ago, not only by us, but all those who were involved in our lives, um, in our Christian lives. And particularly the later part of this year, I've been really convicted of just how much I'd forgotten and how much I'd lost my perspective. I asked God many, many years ago to help me live an extraordinary life for him. He does that, and I complain. And, and I really had to repent, um, particularly this year, and I've really had to um, confess all of this to God, and, um, and I've had to ask him for his forgiveness. I've also began to pray for more joy this year, not happiness, but joy. And, and there's a big difference, isn't there, between being happy and joy. Being happy is really based on our feelings and circumstances, whereas joy is something deep within us that um, isn't based or isn't dependent on external factors. It's something so deep that wherever God has placed me, I am confident and I'm content because I am where I am for a purpose. And um, God has reminded me um, this year that no matter where I am and no matter what my circumstances are, um, I'm always at home. And I always belong because my home is in Christ. And that is enough. And that's what makes my joy complete. And I've been reminded that if God is going to do something for me, he first has to do something in me so that I can be ready for the next season, so that I can be absolutely ready to, um, to take, to tackle whatever, um, whatever comes next. And also importantly, so that I'm not carrying any baggage into the next season. And um, so I've been reminded so much this year, and um, he's really revealed to me where I've gone wrong. And I've had to own that. I've had to confess it, and I have really had to ask for forgiveness, and I've really had to change my perspective as well. So a few months ago, um, it's only when I kind of realized all of this, and I had to work through all of this and, and, and own it, um, it's only once all of that happened, suddenly then things began to change. And so a few months ago, we again put our, our property on the market um, in Surrey. And, and although we did have to reduce the price substantially because of the current state of the market, um, it has finally sold. And we are able to, we hope to complete in the next week or so, um, and then maybe um, buy something here. Um, but again, um, people say, you could go anywhere in the world. It's just you and Grant. You could go anywhere in the world. And yes, we could. We could absolutely go anywhere in the world. But there is something 
so con- gives you so much content and peace when you know you are where God has placed you. And that is something that money cannot buy. So, so we are. We are here. We're in Bolton. And, um, and as I look back as well, um, I've been reminded of, of all the people who have gone before, really, who are the people who have nurtured us and, and, and brought us to where we, where we are today, and, but particularly in this last year. Those guys over there, um, uh, they're all around, and our Wednesday night group, you have been instrumental um, in getting us through this year. So uh, thank you very much. Um, but let me just finish these um, with these words. This is really kind of what I'm, I've been trying to say. Um, let me just sum it up for you. Um, Jesus, what can I give? What can I bring to so faithful a friend, to so loving a king? Saviour, what can be said as a praise of your name for the things you have done? My words cannot tell, not even in part, of the debt of love that is owed by this thankful heart. That's it. Thank you. Uh, So good morning, everyone. My name is Grant, and as Shailene said, I'm I'm married to to Shailene. Um, Looking back on 2023, I can definitely say it has been Definitely a year of ups and downs. And so I'm, I'm someone who quite likes to plan and sort of say what I'd like to sort of achieve and set goals for the year. And sort of looking back, definitely a lot of what I planned has completely gone different directions. Um, this year, uh, my father passed away in May. And even though he had been unwell for sort of several years, so it still came as a shock. He sort of went into hospital with a, a minor injury. So he just dislocated his finger and everybody thought no, that would be fine. But within two hours, basically, he was dying. And so sort of you never sort of expect something like that to happen. And I think obviously with the, the feelings of, of sadness, um, being so far away um, from my, my father and mother, it would have been several years sort of since we had actually sort of been to visit them in person. And I guess there was that feeling of guilt that maybe I, I should have made more effort to go and see my father. So speaking to him on the phone was fine, but towards the end, so even then the conversation sort of became quite difficult. He sort of often would suddenly start talking about something which made no sense whatsoever. And in a way, I sort of maybe sort of thought it's easier to talk to my mother um, rather than talk to my father. And I think I do sort of regret not making that concerted effort to sort of spend more time with my father during those last years of my life. And as Shailene mentioned, four years ago, we felt God was calling us to give up everything we knew. We had good jobs, we had a good home, we had been involved in a church actively for over 18 years, and all our friends were there. And God was calling us to move up to the completely unknown, some place where we didn't know anybody, we had never been before. And God was calling us up to move up to Farnworth to basically be involved in community outreach to the area. And that involved living in the midst of the community um, where we were reaching out to. And compared to all my previous jobs that I've been involved in, there's always been, I've been involved in engineering and finance, where there's always been a manual where you can refer to to see what do you do next. Or there's been people, <laughs> people you can go to who've done the work before. And if you don't know what to do, you can go and speak to them. And this role that I've come up to, it's a brand new role. Nobody's ever done it before. And for me, it's been very much a learning experience. Every day, 
I've learned. Every day has been completely different. You can come up with the most wonderful plans for the day and then you arrive and maybe nobody's turned up or you have to completely change your plans. And so you could go through extremes where you go get there and somebody's so excited to see you that they, they run up to you and give you a hug or they scream your name across the room, which has never happened to me before. Or I've been physically threatened with a crowbar by a person who's been drunk who doesn't like me telling him what to do. Or a person high on drugs has verbally abused me because he doesn't like the fact that I've smiled at him. And so it goes from the one extreme to the other. And I think um, for some time it's been really lonely. I sort of felt that I'm all alone. There's nobody I can go to to give me advice. What do I do next? And it's been very much a case of trial and error, trying things. And looking back, there's a lot of things which I regret I could have done differently. Maybe I should have done this or I shouldn't have done that. Or maybe I should have done things completely differently. And definitely there's been times over this year and last year where I've definitely questioned God's call on my life. Maybe I've thought maybe we've made a completely, a biggest mistake of our life. Maybe I didn't hear God's call. Maybe he hadn't called us to be doing what we're doing. And if he had called us, surely it shouldn't be as difficult as it was. If God had called us, then maybe life should be so much easier. <laughs> and I haven't seen the success, I think, sort of in the work that we'd, we've been called to do. You, so if we haven't seen people's lives drastically changed, hundreds of people coming to know Jesus. And sometimes sort of, I have questions when maybe I'm completely wasting my time. Maybe I should just go back, go back to the comfortable life that we had beforehand. But I remember a conversation I had with the, the, the ex-pastor of our sending church is now sort of doing similar work to us. And I remember us talking to him during a difficult period and saying, we thought maybe we failed, maybe we should just pack it all in and go back. And I remember him saying that God doesn't call us to be successful. God calls us to be faithful in what he has called us to do. And that has definitely been a big encouragement for me over this last year when times I've wondered maybe I should just pack it in. All God does is call us to be faithful in what he wants to do. We might not see the success now that we would like to see, but just by being faithful, God is working in the background. And that success might come long time after we have gone. And definitely, what have I learned during 2023? I've definitely, God is teaching me patience. Definitely, I've learned that his timing is better than my timing. And, and sometimes God does come through, but sometimes he leaves it to the very last moment when we're just about to give up. That's when God comes through. And God has also taught me to be content in what we have. I think God, is, God gives us what we need, but he doesn't always give us what we want. And I think that has been sort of a big lesson for me to learn, that God is there. And a verse... Um, that has come to me, um, been a big encouragement to me as I look back on, on 2023, is found in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, which says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Thank you. Thanks, Kat. I think it'd be really good if we just pray for Grant and Shailene, if that's right. Thank you so much for your honesty. 
thank you that you're with us. And uh, we want to we want to pray for the first. We want to pray for the um, that the house the house sails through. We want to pray that you know you can find that that right house for you guys. And we just want to pray God's guidance, His favor, His blessing, His protection on you guys um, for the year ahead. If that's all right, um, you guys coming a bit here. We'll uh, do it this way. Mm. Yes, Father, we just thank you for Grant and Shailene. We thank you for their honesty there, Lord. We thank you that they have said yes to your call, Lord God. And we thank you that their honesty that sometimes they've maybe questioned the decisions that they've made. But Lord, I thank you for that truth that contentment is found when we live in your will, Lord God. And uh, and. And both Grant and Shailene believe that they are living in your will. So, Father, we just really pray for the uh, sale of the house to go through. We pray for um, that you will guide them on, on the right house to buy here, Lord God, uh, if that's the way that you're calling them. We pray for your guidance, your favor, your protection on their lives, Lord God. We pray for the, the town of Farmworth, Lord that there'll be a real transformation of society there, Lord God, that the captives will be set free in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We pray that you'll just strengthen this couple and encourage them further. And we thank you that they're part of our family here and we love them and we just want to just, uh, we want to be cheering them on, Lord God. Just bless them, Lord, in your name. Amen. Amazing. Um, so next up, we're going to invite Lizzie and Gratian to come and share with us. Um, so as they come up, why don't we um, show our encouragement? <laughs> I'm just going to pray for you guys. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, Father, we thank you for these guys. We thank you for the hearts. Lord, thank you that they just go after you wholeheartedly. Thank you for this family. For the children as well. Thank you for the friends that they are to so many of us. And Lord, I just pray now that you will bless them, God. Lord, as they, again, have looked back and thought about what it is that you've done this year, Lord, I just pray that you bless them and encourage them, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Great. Thank you, Rachel. Um, Good morning, everyone. Um, It's... uh, yeah, a year by, goes by really quickly. I find, you know, the start of the year, I find I'm in April and I'm just like, where, where did the first three months of the year go? So I'm sure that'll be the same with 2024. Um, I think if you to ask Lizzie, I, I tend to underplay a lot of things that sort of happen, whether it's the good or the bad. And, and so I can look back on the last 12 months. I think, oh, it was quite an un- uneventful year. Um, so, so this has been a good opportunity to just sort of consciously think through, you know, where the challenges we've faced, how God's seen us through, his faithfulness, his goodness. Um, and I, I think, you know, just just singing that last song, you know, Great Are You, Lord, it's your breath in our lungs. It's just straight off, straight off that's the first thing. Well, your breath's been in our lungs for the last, you know, 12 months. So, um, but yeah, I think the first thing I kind of just wanted to give God glory and just thanks is just, you know, our, our family, um, it's just it's something we never want to take for granted. You know, as you know, we've got Connie and Jude and, and another one on the way, which is just uh, really exciting. Um, 
<laughs> oh, yeah. No, no worries. Um, and um, yeah, it's just it's just been so. Uh, so, so joyful just to sort of this last year just see them as they're kind of growing and you know um, just the conversations we have when we're just sort of driving in the car and you know breakfast time and stuff it's, and it's just amazing you know we've got these little people that are just sort of we get the the joy of demonstrating God's love to and and just showing you know acting out our faith with others and then getting to sort of see that and kind of be our closest disciples if you like um <laughs> So that that was family, and then I think another thing that I was thinking of is uh, just my working life. And as some of you will know, I, I run a small accountancy practice, um, and I think generally a challenge of sort of being self-employed is kind of okay. You know, where's where's the income going to come from each year, and you know which which clients may wind up and go, or which may come along, and um, and then the second, the sort of coupled with that is then the challenge of just being an accountant and. Being an accountant who, you know, everything I want to do, I want to do it for God's glory um, and and maintain just a high level of integrity and sort of, you know, standing by, you know, certain values and things. And, um, yeah, and, and a lot of people, you know, will come into my path and they think, you know, an accountant should just have the magic wand to make your tax bills disappear. And, um, you know, sadly, that's that's not what, what, what we do. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there was one particular instance this, earlier this year where I think you know a client that was paying a monthly fee and it was you know it's a fairly substantial fee and um, trust in the relationship just kind of broken down and deteriorated and it got to the point where I just had to give him an, an ultimatum to say look if you're not willing to go about things this way then you know we're just gonna have to part ways um, and there was a financial cost to that um, and I was just like. You know, it's just kind of oh, will something else come along and and all this to kind of replace that, um, and yeah, it just got to the you know the long short story short, he didn't he wasn't willing to change, and so I let, kind of let that relationship go and things, and um, it, it's not it's not to say that you know okay you know the next month another client came along that kind of oh that that was clearly obviously he'd that had replaced that income that had been lost, but you know just looking back there's just been various one-off jobs that have popped up that just mean that you know we don't we've not felt that sort of um that kind of gap if you like and and it's just you know each sort of year that goes by and each sort of month it's just sort of you know taking god at his word in terms of you know that sort of you know jesus like looking at the look at the birds of the air and the flowers of the field and you know okay on a on a sort of on one scale you know it's, it's, it's a small scale of that to to yeah just trust god um with everything like that and for me the challenge is just just do a good job provide a high level of service do things faithfully and um i think god honors that so um and then kind of just building on from that i think one one particular thing i took away from you know our sunday meetings here in this church i think one sunday david was sharing and this kind of idea of you know in the garden of eden before the fall um god was the certainty and and death was you know, a doubt, and you know that wasn't that con that wasn't the concept of death. And and today's society, it's like, well, death is a is a certainty, and very much people doubt the existence of God. And and that just really, I mean, it's a simple thing, but it's just it was kind of yeah, spoke to me quite profoundly. Um, in that, you know, as Christians, we get to enjoy the restored, redeemed, you know, how that was in the beginning, um, kind of thing. And it, it's just really helped to inform. Um, 
just how I go about things uh, in my business and just thinking, yeah, okay, great, you know, doing the accounts and the tax returns, great, I want to do them to the best of my ability, uh, do a good job um, for people, but just, you know, building the relationships to, and for God just making me that bit bolder each year to sort of share my faith, you know, with those relationships that I'm building, um, that's kind of, that's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing, I guess, you know, the, the other thing is just, you know, the means to, to for to share, you know, the the hope that we have of you know of everlasting life and and death is just you know it's not the end um so yeah so i think that's kind of a couple of sort of standout things when i was trying to think back and um you know the enemy wants to kind of us to place our security in things that kind of shift around like money and qualifications or status or reputation um but it's just daily reminding myself that you know our hope and security is in the finished work of the cross so um and, and off the back of that, I guess, Lizzie's just you know, going to share something that's for you personally. Yeah, I'm very nervous to speak. <clears throat> um, yep, so as Gretchen said, for us as a couple, really, it has been just a, a tremendous year of blessing, um, really obvious blessings. Um, yeah, we just, um, sorry, I'm going to just struggle a little bit, so bear with me. Um, yeah, there's just been a lot of God's provision um, we've seen through the business and in other areas too where we've sort of stepped out in faith and um, been a little bit maybe like oh we, this isn't very us but <laughs> we've really seen God come through and um, provide and go on above and beyond our expectations so that's been really faith bolstering really um, also um, sort of he alluded to um yeah, God has blessed us through those obvious things, and then also he's taught us and led us and ultimately blessed us through uh, the more challenging things we've faced this year. Um, so yes, I am also expecting another baby. And um, the moment, you know, we, we read that pregnancy test, we were just filled with sort of inexpressible joy and praise just filled the house, and we were so excited. Um, but for me personally, and maybe for Gratian in his own way, um, that moment was followed very quickly by uh, just an old familiar companion, and that was fear. It just, um, you know, situations like that, it just shattered my illusions that had unconsciously built up over time of just um, the control that I thought I had. Um, yeah, just the questions start coming, like, oh... What are we doing? Bringing another baby into this awful world where things are so broken, and what are they going to face? You know, what there's just the future so uncertain. What's going to happen to them? What suffering might they have to live through? You know, all the things that. Anyway, it really, um, it really gripped me actually, and um, it was a real internal battle for weeks on end. Um, just the fear got deeper and deeper, and. Um, quite annoyed with myself actually I was sort of well you know you know you listen to David reading uh, when he, in his song when he says oh you know why are you so downcast in myself why are you so disturbed within me uh, put your trust in God put your hope in God and I was just like come on you know this this is basic uh, why is this a struggle and it was it was getting so bad I was I think my sleep was down to about two hours a night so I was so tired and um, snappy and just struggling, but also I was struggling with the guilt because I was like, well, this is a this is something we prayed for and deeply desired for a long time. And 
I was like, why? I felt guilty that I wasn't, you know, the joy had gone. I was like, I'm not happy about this anymore. I don't feel good about this. Um, and I was trying to pretend that I did. I was, you know, when people ask, and they're like, oh, isn't it great? You're like, yeah, it's great. I'm so excited. But really, I was like, ah, no. <laughs> um, anyway, this went on for weeks. It was getting really bad. Um, I did one day sort of, I wasn't talking, I wasn't even talking to you about it really, was I? But one day Joe came over and I just poured my heart out to her. I just sort of was despairing at the state of my own heart and my, it was my own sin really. I was like, why can I not put my trust in God? Why is my, why am I trying to, why can I not take my trust away from the things of the world and put it in God where it should be? And um, anyway, one evening I had to drive to Preston for a meeting and um, it was quite late. Uh, and I don't drive in the evenings at the moment. Being pregnant, I don't think pregnant people should drive in the evenings. And there you are. We were. I was driving. I was extremely tired. I was. It was raining very heavily, and the wind was very strong. Not to be, you know, exaggerate too much, but it really was bad. Visibility was not good. And uh, suddenly, I was on the motorway, and all these uh, cars started braking quite suddenly, and the, the um, you know, the hazards came on. So I was like, oh, let's put my hazards on, slam my brakes on. And just, I was suddenly in standstill traffic and everything just was quite quiet and everything was quite still. And I was like, ah, <laughs> my mind was going haywire. I'm not very good in the quiet. Um, if anyone knows me, you know that I tend to fill every moment of silence with as much chatter as I can. <laughs> so I was just sat and I was just suddenly very aware. There was me and there was my little baby fluttering around in my tummy. And I was like, oh, panicky. Um, and then um, I just had, just a song came on and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a song I'd chosen to put on it. It just kind of came on, on recommended on YouTube music. And um, it's probably one you all know. It's quite an old one. But the second verse in it, I hadn't really heard. It, I don't know. It just, it must get cut out of most versions of this song. But the second verse says, um, how sweet to hold a newborn, sorry, I told you I was going to cry. Okay, how sweet to hold a newborn baby. To feel the pride and joy it brings. Okay, <clears throat> get a grip. But greater still, this calm assurance this child can face on certain days because he lives. And it was so wonderful because it was just a moment where that truth, it finally hit home again. And I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. Just that calm assurance swept over me and wrapped me up like a warm blanket. And um, I just, you know, I realized again just the truth of it all. Oh, he lives, you know, my Redeemer lives. And he holds the future. And he holds me, he holds creation, he holds the children. You know, all my illusions of control, all the protect, you know, I think I can protect my children. I can't do anything to protect my children, really. You know, I depend on him completely, and hes it's good to depend on him because he's mighty. Anyway, I just sat in that traffic jam, and I just enjoyed, for the first time in so many weeks, just being in the presence of my father and my good shepherd. And I knew, again, the riches of his love and his gift to me. So, yeah. Um, but... I was ready to share all this with you, and I was quite excited because, for you know, in the following weeks, I've been living just in peace again, and my peace had been restored, and I was 
just so grateful to God. I was just so thankful that, okay, I can, I can go forward now. And I know, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of the truth. I know I'm in you. My children are safe in your hands. You hold the whole world in your hands. And it's okay, because whatever the uncertainties of the future, I know you've got it. And then just like the last couple of days, he's really challenged me again. And I guess that's just because like I was coming to share this and be like, yeah, so look at this. Great. I've got it. <laughs> um, but, you know, even the last couple of days, like, so my brother's uh, friend or someone from my brother's church, you might have even read about it in the news. He just sadly was killed and he left his two sons and his wife. And I was just like, oh, you know, heartbroken for them. And then yesterday, um, off the back of that, Gratian was in uh, hospital all day uh, with some unusual okay the headline is he's fine he probably just needed to take a gaviscon or something but um, he's he's uh, he spent all day in hospital and you know I was sat with I spent the day with my sister and um you know I was fighting this fear that was coming back like no don't leave me with <laughs> three children please don't leave me um but you know again just God just reminded me like as much as you know yeah I love having Gratian and how blessed I am to have him and uh, as strong as I see him as being and you know as dependable as I see him as being he's nothing compared to he's a poor exchange for our mighty savior you know I don't put my trust in Gratian I put my trust in the Lord and um, yeah so I guess this is God's gift to me towards the back end of this year is just that I can go into 2024 and I know that he lives, he holds the future, and he will continue to shepherd me tenderly as he has done faithfully all my life. So that's it, really. Yeah, let's, let's pray. Oh, sorry. Father, we just want to thank you for Lizzie, for Gratian, and for the family, Lord God. I want, I want to thank you that they're, they're real givers, the people who give of their time, give of themselves, so hospitable, so kind. And um, I just want to speak uh, the assurance of the hope that they have in you over their lives, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. I just want to pray for Lizzie especially, and I just want to pray uh, peace on her mind, Lord God. Um, we thank you that she is secure in the palm of your hand, Lord God. And there's an old, there's an old song that's coming from here, and there's a line that says, through the storm you're the beacon. And I just really just believe that, that God is your beacon, um, guys. And um, the future of this child is going to be great. Um, because this is God's child. And it's his plan. Lord God, would you just encourage these guys as they move into 2024? I want to, I want to thank you as well, Lord, for Gratian's real honesty about his integrity and, and honouring you in his business, Lord God. And I just pray that that business and Gratian will shine in the accountancy world um, as a light for you there, Lord God. That people will be drawn to that light, Lord. I just ask that in your name. Amen.
and we're going we're gonna to close in a minute, but I, I just felt that, as I hear this stuff, the, the main thing that's just coming through is the assurance we have next year. It's the assurance we have. We do not know what will happen. We haven't got a clue. But we know who's on the throne. We know whose uh, hands our lives are in. We know the final story that he returns. And we know that he, the promise that he is making all things new. And we get to be a part of his restoration plan. And that is the excitement that we have as a church going forward. When we think of the unknown, naturally, I know I do, I think of the dangerous things that could happen. But as we look back on our year, there's been a mix of some very dangerous things, but there's also God has blessed us in immeasurable ways, well beyond what we thought. And I just want us, if it's all right, it's a weird thing to do, why don't we just stand? I want to commit the next year to, to the Lord, if that's all right, as a church, if that's okay. Is it not weird? Thank you, dear. Thank you. I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. Father, I want to thank you that you are the God who was, the God who is, and the God who is to come. You, um, throughout all generations, your faithful love remains, Lord God. You are beyond space and time. You knew what was going to happen this very day. You knew what was going to happen the whole year and you know what's going to happen in the future. And Lord God, we just, we want to be a church that lives out the truth that our hope and our assurance is in you alone and that the world looks to you because they see that that is the truth. And we want to live that out in our lives, Lord God. We want to declare the name of Jesus in our lives as Lord and Saviour through the way we live, through the words we speak, through our relationships, through our worship, Lord God. And Lord, we look to the next year and we say, Lord, have your way in our lives, have your way in our families, have your way in our church, Lord. We just lay down our own plans. We lay down our own thoughts. We say, Jesus, come and be king of our lives once again. In your name, amen. Amen. I'm 12 hours early, but Happy New Year. And uh, please stay around for a drink, and uh, we'll see you next week.